Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. So I think we may have touched on some elements of this before, but I think this could be a fun little opening bit. Have any of you, and I, I'm going to seed this because we were literally just talking about this uh, off air between episodes. Have any of you ever been on television, but like in the backgrounds of things or mm. like not as a primary person on TV? Because I think we've talked about how like I've been on TV a couple times, my reporter stuff talking about like, like court cases I covered and stuff. But have you ever had a moment and I was thinking about it because someone. Wait, weren't you on an episode of Dateline? No, it was uh, oh. 2020. <laughs> yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was 2020. Yeah. Oh yeah that's God. awesome. Yeah. He was the killer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I, uh, the twist. there was a pretty big court case I covered back in my journalism days that got picked up by 2020 and 60 minutes and a handful of those. And I was on the 2020 and then it got licensed by investigation discovery. So like once or twice a year, well, back when Twitter was still Twitter and people used it, it would occasionally be like, do you think he did it? And I was like, oh God, they must've just ran on uh, investigation discovery again. But I was thinking about something else, because do you want to share a little bit about this? Uh, yeah, and I can expand upon it just a tiny bit. So I've been in a number of documentaries. Um, <laughs> I've been, I'm in a book, which we just <laughs> talked about. I'm in two two or two or three books. Dear God. Um, and then, yeah, I have been on national television for um, two events, um, three, actually, three or four. Um, I was in, I was involved in uh, W's second inauguration. Okay. I was... <laughs> involved in uh, President Reagan's state funeral. And I was involved in um, President Ford's state <laughs> funeral. Um, if anybody has a recording of President Ford's state funeral, I am the army guy in the background uh, as the cordon at the National Cathedral whose hat keeps flying off in the wind. <laughs> That's I've awesome. actually got the video right here. Yeah, yeah. It's, on, it's probably on YouTube for sure. I've, I've looked around for it. It's, I've, I've tried to find pictures. I have some pictures from, you know, that, that event where you can see myself like standing in the cordon when they're bringing the, the casket up the National Cathedral mm -hmm. steps. Um, but that was pretty cool. The coolest thing about that one was... Um, was just seeing all these people that you constantly see on the news. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you know, in person, in person, That's you know, from like in DC, yeah, honestly. from like Bob Dole, like growing up as a kid in the nineties, you know, Bob Dole was everywhere all yeah. the time and seeing him walk by and you're like, Oh shit, there's Bob Dole. And he was like, I'm at a funeral. Intolerant. So yeah, that's my, um, those are my times when I've been back and then documentaries. Um, so I was part of a unit called the old guard and the, the army. Uh, mm -hmm. We are, the uh, ceremony unit from the army. Um, we are stationed in Washington, DC responsible for ceremonies in and around DC, including the um, funerals at Arlington national cemetery. So that's okay. where, that's why I was involved in the funerals and why um, I've been in documentaries and stuff. Cause they, they'll come out and film mm -hmm. and you, like you have no rights to that stuff. Right. Yeah. You, they say you're getting filmed. It's like, okay. Cause you're just, you're, you're there for a ceremonial purpose. Yeah. It's not like yeah. for fame or anything. I, uh, so I wasn't in documentaries for that, but I, I will say I got to do a few back when I was doing like scouting in military communities overseas, we did color guards in and around a lot of the, um, big graveyards out, uh, around Normandy on the anniversary of that. So we, cause they, there are so many ceremonies going on that day that they need help with color guards at all of them. So a lot of scouts uniform up, get it like pressed, cleaned all bit, and then help with color guards and like the backgrounds of some of the like really smaller communities that need extra folks doing that. Yeah, really big misconception people have of me is because I spent so long pressing and pressing and pressing and steaming uniforms that I love to iron. <laughs> and I could probably have ironed about four times since I've been out of that unit. Because See, I feel like when you do something for work, you don't want to do it other yeah. times. Yeah. You have I mean, no desire to go on a submarine again. Never, <laughs> never. Not I even mean, ever. You know, you're, you know, we'd have to press our uniforms. And in order to press your uniforms, you have to take all your medals and all your decorations off. And then once you get them all steamed up, then you have to go back and you have to remeasure everything mm -hmm. That's right. to a T because you'll be doing <laughs> ceremonies and you'll, people will come out from, you know, uh, the unit to check to make sure your uniform's within standards. And they'll take these little millimeter rulers yep. and make sure all your stuff is lined up perfectly. And if you don't, then you get docked. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I think I'm understanding why the rules for Pathfinder that so many people are like, this is mm. so insanely detailed. You're like, no, this is fine. This is totally <laughs> fine. Well, maybe it's overwhelming. Matt said he was overwhelmed last I, night. I was but just overwhelmed yeah. with the options. 
Yeah. It's, it's the options. No, I actually, I really enjoy that there's a rule for everything. For because sure. Yeah. You don't want to get bogged in. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's sometimes when you're playing, you know, uh, for example, when we were playing Delta Green the other day and we had that you know, like, you know, 15 minute bog down about what does the lethality rating oh, yeah. of a weapon mean? But it, we figured it out. We it does, figure it does it out. exist. We had to like yeah. kind of take a stop and pause and like find it and be like, and then read it. All of us read it out loud and be like, okay, this is what it means. <laughs> is it bad that I think off the top of my head, the lethality rating is a deep percentile roll that if you roll at or under it causes instant death. But if Correct. you do not roll that, you add the value of the two dice together as singular numbers into a total number and is that much damage? 100%, yes. 100% <laughs> correct. But if the weapon in his case oh. has a damaged dice <laughs> and the lethality, yep. you choose between the two. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And like pretty... to choose lethality, it should always be lethality. Well, because, yeah. but we no, got some nerdy <laughs> stuff. Cause yeah. No, because you roll it. Uh, so my, I think the M4 in Delta Green has a, was it a 1D12 damage? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So if you roll an By 11, in Delta Green, your yeah. hit points is like 11. Yeah. Yeah. 11. Yeah. So like if you roll an 11, so that's two damage if you fail the lethality rating. Yeah. But if you roll a, like what I did, I rolled right, a 12. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, I want the, I want the 12 because now this, Oh, this unnamed right. monster sure. that I don't want to talk about because it's creepy. Sure. We'll I love die. It so much. All right. So to get back to the topic, uh, I can think of a time that I've been in the background of television a few times. So back still in my reporter days, I would, I think I've mentioned before that I used to cover, uh, I was a crime reporter. So I'd be at crime scenes and like active things happening. And um, we've mentioned before, a friend of the podcast, sibling of another friend of the podcast was a photographer uh, at the Tribune. And there were so many times we'd like get the call at like two in the morning. It's been a thing, show up, get out there, work it. And by that point, like the regional television trucks have shown up and they're out there doing the recordings. And the amount of times that like we would get texts from people's family members of like, is that you in the background of the, the ABC news broadcast in the morning? You look so cold. We're like one. Yes, we were freezing. To stop watching television news. It's <laughs> yes. terrible for you. Just read. Read news. It's easier. Or listen. I, I, I like some news I can listen to. Anyway, so that's I've been in the background of quite a few bits of like news station broadcasts where they're just like all the reporters and I'm in there with my my pencil like trying to write. Because I used to use pen. This is a weird thing. I used to use pens all the time, but it gets cold enough in Colorado that it, it messes you up in the winter. So I had to switch over to pencils for the winter just so I could still take notes. It's very Russian of you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I don't have to, I don't have to deal with the whole like graphite fucking fractures in in a controlled atmosphere the way you would in that environment. For those that were wondering, this is the argument against the development of the zero G pen yeah. that NASA spent a lot of money on, millions on, and the Russians just decided to use pencils. Yeah. And saved them a whole bunch of money. But no, it's very true. The issue is that the 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 loose pieces of graphite. But it's just a funny little yeah historical I note. Yeah. Uh, anyone else ever end yeah. up around? So it's not it's not TV, uh, okay. but I am in a documentary as well. Oh. Oh, um, yeah. uh, it is a weight loss like uh, juicing, isn't that what it's called? Oh. Where you just like take a whole bunch of vegetables and like make it blend it down mm -hmm. into juice. Juice cleanse. Yeah, juice cleanse effectively. And uh, so the guy who did it is like this Australian guy. Uh, the movie is called Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead. Jesus. So, uh, he just came through my little town in Oklahoma, uh, as part of his filming the documentary. And we just happened to be at this, uh, like brunch restaurant and he just like came in and started talking to me and my dad and my uncle. And so like, there's a whole scene with me in that documentary. Oh, wow. And I was like, I don't know, 16, 17, maybe it's weird. I was, um, when I was in elementary school or middle school, my uncle had really intrusive, terrible, like open heart surgery, and it was around Christmas time. Oh God! So the news came to the hospital where we were like all visiting him, and we they did like a thing, and I was just sitting in front of some chairs while they asked my uh, uncle questions. And the other time was when I owned a gym. We had done this like a survival systems course, where Ooh. the gist of it was how to get out of something that is upside down in the water. Oh, okay. Very cool. Really challenging. So they interviewed me about like how we took all of our coaches through that thing and what it meant and what we thought, how we thought we could use it and blah, blah, blah. Every journalist part of me is like, I can see that being a good yeah. feature. You got strong visuals, yep. a local angle, mm -hmm. grab national date. Totally. It. totally. And then I was, uh, when I was in the Navy and I'll leave it very brief, I was told not to talk to the news twice. <laughs> I believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ryan is like, oh, really? Yeah, that was, was that the thing that yeah, I found? Yeah, that's the thing that you found. Oh, my God. 
I've, yeah, I've got like the ghost. Yellow that I want to talk about it so bad now. Yeah, I will say one of the worst things about being in the military and being deployed mm-hmm. and having access to specific information in the day and age when people can contact you that are watching the 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. It's it's not fun because they, they're like, they're freaking out and you're like, turn off the news. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. go watch The Bachelor or something and just if everything's fine. You don't need to worry about it. Like stop trying to piece together the story of what's going on, where I'm at, yeah, independent remember, of talking to me. Just go back to go back to Trent's <laughs> point. Don't, don't watch news. Don't watch, don't watch news. the news. Yeah. It's dumb. Read news occasionally. Yeah. I just get my news from Trent. <laughs> yeah. On Twitter. I just wanted to note that I uh, too was in the military. Um, I did high school ROTC. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I Same they, thing. I think they call that J. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you remember like the Cub Scouts version of submariners that used to come? Yeah. On the base? Yes. I, mm. Yeah. What the heck? Never mind. Dude, not, we just do ridiculous. not have time to get we'll talk so about it yeah. over lunch. Oh, by the way, I've never been in the background. Oh. Except this one time at Fleet Week, I was like in the background of that news. Oh, news. I was yeah. on. I was yeah. on. That's the only one I could think of. That's right. Yeah, I was, I was in a car accident in high school where I was the face of the news that night, but I wasn't in the background because oh, they were God. looking directly at me. So, so you're the main character. That's I why. was the main character. You're yeah. The main character. Do you ever feel yeah. like the news, like when when they show up, or like maybe you just kind of get out of the show? <laughs> Connor, no, that's that, okay. <laughs> one real quick. Speaking of exactly that, my first deployment, we did a Unitas, which is around South America, and we were. It was like a show the flag deployment mm. it was ridiculous all we did was pull into every single port and just get yeah anyways we, for those listening pr- <laughs> ryan has mimed lifting a large glass yeah, a huge drinking. glass he was they're talking about so big <laughs> so big the glasses are huge and very cheap in the south america and you're allowed to drink when you're 19 and the point anyways, of those anyways, is like hand on the we're not going to the venezuelan president came on the boat and they put everybody in the engine room and only had like six <sighs> sailors in their full dress. And I remember I was cranking at the time as cranking is when you're like washing dishes for the whole crew. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Nope, you got to go in the back. Like you <laughs> wow. can't, we you can't let the, Ven- the we can't test. let the, we can't let the Venezuelan president dirty see you. Yeah. Yeah. I met yeah. the Sea Lord once in, of the British Navy. When I'm, we, I'm yeah. sorry, their title is Sea Lord. Sea Lord. That's yeah. not, I was like, is um, that a Galarian yeah. thing? Nope, the Sea Lord. I have a new direct goal ties in life. to uh, <laughs> Neptune. Yeah. yeah, direct ties to Neptune. At least they say it's kind of like the British, uh, you know, royal they colonized family. Atlantis too. So mm-hmm. they just took. No, <laughs> don't they? Don't they? Don't they? I'm sorry, I can't get over Sea Lord. I am going to have to hard pivot us, or yeah, we're going to be on Sea Lord yeah. for the rest of this episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, but instead, I think it's probably time that you see what's in this safe that you just oh, opened. But um, tis. Thank you, thank you. I, like I was looking hard it's trying time to, to see your God. <laughs> well, I actually happened to worship the Sea Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have a lot of pirates here. That's what I'm calling Gozra from now on. <laughs> the Sea Lord. All right. So you've just popped open this safe inside of a dead man's office and his weird little bar inside of the safe you see a number of files names kind of written across them all sorts of reports on different people different activities i think i'll give you a kind of a high level cursory bit glancing over this i'm gonna say trent you're less involved in this letitia is less involved because this is still in that 10 minute exploration time i'm gonna say the three of you attempting it you probably have a couple more minutes left in this 10 minute block and then We'll look at kind of what comes next or what you do next. And I will say, I'm not just being um, arbitrarily uh, over the top on time. Time is a factor in this adventure. I don't think it's going to come down to seconds by any means, but like always like to give kudos to Paizo. This first edition society adventure was so good and I loved it because of the many things it has, it has a full timeline of when different people are at different places doing different things even has a really cool map that doesn't show a city, but it's just relationships of different locations with wow. travel times between them. That's mm. cool. So I can keep an idea of where people are at what time and when you're going to get there based on this. Nice. So you're at like T plus 10, basically. Or almost. Okay. So the three of you, which is to say Matt playing Alistair, uh, Jason playing Bartibus, and Ryan playing Holman, have now opened up this safe your kind of quick rifle through uh, would sort of let you see that what you have going on here is a number of reports on activity, almost intelligence reports, 
field reports on different things. It's a little peculiar to just find like this, but whatever, that's fine. Does anyone else want to um, kind of look into this a little bit more? Want to kind of check some of this stuff out? I'd like to look through the folders and see maybe if they give like uh, why they're being watched or where they're at or just kind of like maybe get a general idea of maybe this little network that he's trying to capture. And we can like do that all together as well. Yeah, I imagine uh, once I pop the safe open, you, you said there's just the folders in there, right? That's it. And uh, two other things. Okay, so what I'm going to do are those? is I'm going to, well, you can't see it. You're standing. Are you going to grab the stack of files? I, I am <laughs> going to grab a stack of files. <laughs> Don't threaten anyone with them. <laughs> Never threatened anybody with a stack of files. So uh, grab the stack of files and I just hand it back okay. to Bartibus. Sure. Um, what's, what's the other stuff? What's the other stuff? So you see two things in here. You see a, a small circular leather case. Uh, it's, it looks like for holding rolled documents or paper, but it is separate from the others, so that does stand out to you. And you see a small, uh, like, carved token. Um, can I try to pocket that carved token without people seeing? Yeah, give me a... This, we'll, do this, we'll do this. Yeah, you can do this open. Give me a thievery check. Or stealth, your choice. We're going to perception against it? Oh, yeah. Uh, because no one else is explicitly searching. Okay. It'll be against your perception DCs. Uh, 13. 13. What are oh, your perception DCs? 16. 17. 14. Yeah, so, 18 so, so in the they light. notice you grab this and put it in your pocket. Okay. You're just moving quickly. Just moving quickly. Yeah. What you got there, um, buddy? And then I'll grab out the uh, the leather thing. The scroll case? And I stand up. Yeah. Okay. So you stand up. Three of you have a scroll case and a stack of files. Who's going to start looking through them first? I'll take look a look at, at the scroll case. I'll take a look at the files. Okay, you pop that scroll case open. Inside of it is, in fact, you recognize the the writing is such a magical scroll. Okay, I'm going to make an esoteric lore check. I have a scroll that lets me... (laughs) A scroll esoteric. A scroll scroll John? Yeah, what's it called? I'm a scroll... I'm a a something. You're a scroll thing? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Ryan's looking over at his dice. A lot of reading. What do we got? 18. Oh, that's going to be enough. You piece this together. This is a it's a divine scroll or an occult scroll or an arcane one. It's a comprehend languages scroll. Perfect. Mm. Yeah. Could be handy. Could be nothing. Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. Looking through these files, though, Bartibus, what you're going to start piecing together is a few interesting things. Um, you, let's see here. You do find a file on Timic. Inside of it are some notes. On notes that uh, one Brander Clovish brought, has deposited Timic in a safe house on the city's border, but it doesn't say where that safe house is. Timic's file also notes that while in hiding, Timic will recognize those who call themselves Guardians of the Open Roads as friends of Bosk. Sort of a call and response. Guardians of the Open Road? Guardians of the Open Road. Hmm. A few other files stick out to you as you read through here. You see see another earmarked dossier that tracks the movements of a wanted killer named Kladara and notes that Kladara's murders have prompted citywide investigations. An unusual response to deaths caused by any Assassin's Guild member in good standing. So maybe they're not an Assassin's Guild member or maybe something weird is going on there. Another file suggests that an apothecary named Pimmick may have some connections to the Dagger Marks Poisoner's Guild, but nothing else. Is it Pimmick? P-A, oh, sorry, P-E-M-A-K. Can I roll a society to see if I can find out some more about that Guardians of the Open Road? Sure. What's that bonus for you? Plus eight. Damn. Doesn't it seem, it seems like a, a passphrase, thunder, lightning, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, you don't know if there's more association with it. You, don't, you haven't known you haven't really been a close, you know, confidant of Bosk, yeah. so you don't know if there's more to that, but it is weird that there are these many, like, reports and files. He's clearly okay. doing something. But and that's what you have any now. locations of anything? Nope. Okay. That's what you have now. Now, I've mentioned a handful of locations to you last episode in this one, and mm-hmm. um, I, w- I do want to give you all a current time check. So it is probably about... 10.50 a.m. Okay. You all arrived at the the Mug and Rat at about 
and Bosk died at about 1040. It's 1050 now. What do you all want to do next? Can I uh, stick my hand in my pocket where that car thing is? Yeah. Is there any resonance on it? Does it have only any emotional significance? No. Okay. What does it look like? Looks like a small feather carved into a token. Ah, oh, it's a feather token. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, feather on one side, a small bird on the other. No, no written anything. Uh, some small runes, like magical runes, as think may be associated with activating some sort of magical effect on mm-hmm. it. It's probably a talisman of some sort. Yeah. Can I roll an arcana check to see if I understand what it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's a secret I'll check. What's your bonus? Same. Plus eight. Oh, plus, plus, eight. plus eight. And what's your bonus? Plus eight. Uh, so it's actually going to be Actually, plus nine. With oh. the, in, the, in the light, everybody's plus one. Don't right. recall knowledge and um, yeah. perceptions. So this is going to be a feather token bird. Feather token in parentheses. Bird, nice. when activated, this transforms into a small sparrow that waits on your finger for you to relay a message of up to one minute in length. Then, along with the name and rough location of a recipient, it must be someone that you have met and it must be somewhere that you have visited. The bird then flies off, delivers the message, traveling up 30 miles an hour and searching for the target and location you provided. If it finds the target, it moves adjacent to them, it speaks the words, and then it flies off and vanishes. Hmm. It also vanishes if it fails to find anyone after 10 hours of searching the location you specified. Hmm. So a cool little Barnabas is standing cool. over you and he's like, but if you don't, if you can't <laughs> find the person, then after 10 hours, the message and the bird go away. That's a... Uh, it's quite the, the stamina that little bird has. We're wasting time. We need but, to find this dwarf. But find us keepers, right? This is my finder's fee for opening the safe for you all. For, for sure. For sure. I mean, I'll just it. add it to my character <laughs> sheet. <laughs> oh, I already added the scroll to mine. No, I'm adding the uh, the bird <laughs> thing. Yeah, no, I get What's it. What's it called again? No, nope, if you don't know, bird. you can't add it. Hmm. <laughs> <Huh>? Feather <laughs> token. Feather token. Bird. 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 How, where do I find Magical that? Magical items, probably. Don't worry about it for now. Okay. All right, because time is of the essence. The game is afoot. The game is afoot. And a murder. Oh, and I, I guess I could also add, I'll grab my beer back. Sure. Take a sip of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, can I say, I'm not quite sure the dwarf is guilty here but mm. of, the, of the poisoning. It doesn't seem like he had any remorse or anything. He was angry, but not so much guilty. But I do think it might be a good, might be prudent for us, assuming I am allowed to join you all, uh, to go find this dwarf. Hey, what are you good at? Besides picking stuff up and telling me secrets. That's what I'm good at. Well, he is exceptional. All right, sounds good. He's <laughs> on our team. He is upsh- ups- uh, Honestly, that was enough. I was just I, asking. You know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very good. I'm charming. Uh, I can usually get information that other people cannot get. Um, and I can be a little useful in a fight. What about you? You're coming with us. Isn't that right, Holman? What the Ooh. fuck? Oh. oh. Yeah, we met once in Magnamar, right? Yeah. It's uh, Lyseria? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was a... Met at a bar, much like this one, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Don't be trying to move on in on my best friend. <laughs> oh no, you don't. That's no. That's uh. That's gross. You're talking to Siri right now on your computer. I see that. <laughs> I don't know why it's doing that. Because you said uh, Siri or something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Letitia's gonna walk over to Bosk and like you know close his eyes with her with her hand and just be like goodbye, old friend. And then be like, well, I suppose I am coming with you. I don't really have much of a choice. I need to find this Timic he spoke of. He's, uh, will be very necessary to me. Um, and I can handle my own in a fight if it comes to it. All right. My name's Alistair, by the way. I don't think I've properly introduced myself. Oh, right. My name's Bartabas. Bartabas. That's a beautiful name. Yeah, my, uh... Kind of reminds me of a barnacle. Mother gave it to me, I guess. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know the story. Yeah, just you don't want people to started mother. calling me Barnabas. So what's next? <laughs> Shall we go after the dwarf? Yes, the dwarf. Can I, I grab... Yeah. Can I, I would the track... Mm-hmm. I would just grab my lantern and, like, turn and, like, pause and, like, stare at Alistair right in his eye and then kind of walk out. Okay. Um... I'm going to refill my beer on the way out, <laughs> and I'm going to carry the mug. Take a roadie. Uh, take road a roadie. beers, yes. That's yeah. not a bad um, idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's a useful thing to have as a projectile. 
telekinetic projectile beer? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Oh, God. Unlimited. I still remember one of my favorite uh, Rory bits was when we were giving Rory a hard time for having for not having, as a wizard, mage hand. He's like, I have telekinetic projectile. It's the same thing. Telekinetic projectile is just mage hand for people who are good at this game. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just started talking about what would it be like trying to like get a key in a, in a lock across a thing with telekinetic projectile. Yeah, over and over and over, yeah. over again. Pull, pulling Profession a lever. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just give me like five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> just debris everywhere. All right. So you, you exit. It's still sleeting. <laughs> Coming down heavily. What? Where are you all trying to go? You step outside of the mug and the rat sleep pouring just down. Absolute shit, isn't it? Can anyone track? Hey, it's muddy. Hey, I can do track a little bit mud. Of, I know a little bit about the weather too. I might be able to help. Weather lore. Can you get it to stop? <laughs> nah, not always. <laughs> that, that happens at a much higher level. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes it's just coincidence. <laughs> so, does someone want to try to find? Tr- is, that what you're, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Survival, yeah, sure. I guess. Okay. Hold it up. Well, fortunately, when it comes to Pathfinder Second Edition, so tracking is a concentrate and exploration and move skill. You can follow tracks, moving it up to half your travel speed. After a successful check to track, you can continue following the tracks at half your speed without attempting additional tracks for up to an hour. In some cases, you might track an encounter. In this case, anyway, that's that's the deal that's going on. Now, are you trained in survival? Whoever I'm not. Mo- yes. So someone who's untrained in survival could follow the path of a large army following a road. Somebody who's trained. <laughs> basically, footsteps everywhere. Basically, Every, you can spot an elephant in the field. Yeah. 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 So someone, however, who is trained in survival may be able to follow relatively fresh tracks through, and they give an example, of a rampaging bear through the plains. But not a dwarf running through a buddy street. A not a rainy, a rainy dwarf. Well, because it's so rainy, the ground that is often dirt and stone is quite a bit muddier. Mm-hmm. There might be an opportunity here. Now, who... Who would like to make a survival check? You? I mean, I can either aid or make the check. What's your plus? Uh, I have a plus four. Ooh. Same. So, narratively, which one's going to... Which You step out the door into the rain. Which one of you is going to... I'll uh, aid you. Okay. All right, Bardabas. Roll, you know how I like to do this as a GM. Roll the aid first. And I I haven't looked in the new player core yet, but I saw someone tweeting about how it's DC 15 now, and I like that. So, either they're right and we're doing it right, or they're wrong and I'm making a GM call. That's a one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get that patch coming, working son. Good thing you have 14 over there. Yeah, you <laughs> get 14 patches. Oh, that's a 20. Oh, yeah. Neon green. Actually, he was the one rolling and I was aiding. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, so on a critical, now you're just trained in this, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll get a plus two on this trend. Hell yeah. Right, here we go. Here we go. Big money. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I will patch. Nice. That was a two. I love that we're calling all the patches in on skill checks. All right. That's slightly better. A three. Um, <laughs> that is, with the plus two, is a 14. Okay. So you you step out, and you are uh, you're looking into this stuff. I'm looking at my notes here. For those of you who are interested, I um, got a uh, 52 pages of notes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for this hopefully three and a half to four hour adventure. It's better than 200 for the other one we're playing. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I had to break that up into separate ones. Okay, so you are, what did you say that total was, Trenton? Three, 14 total. You are 14, able 000. to pick up the footprints. Hell yeah. And now you're going to be moving it slower in order to follow these, you're kind of, unless you have a feat that allows you to like, fast track. No. Okay. So you're you're following these footprints um, for a way, but I think you're following dwarven footprints. You kind of recognize the size and the weight in this. You follow it for about 10 minutes heading uh, east, east in town. And it's maybe at about the 10 or so minute mark that the... Let me see if I'm checking this right. Because if so, this might be a big, a big deal for you. Mm. Um, yeah, the footprints get bigger and the stride starts getting longer after about 10 minutes. Mm. Mm. This it's not sense. a dwarf. 
Did he? This makes a bit of sense, actually. Did he enlarge himself? Are there any people out on the street? Or is it just raining so there's no people? So what I'll say is I think that tracking in a city is as much talking to people as it is following mm-hmm. actual mm-hmm. tracks. So what, because the two of you are making it, what Letitia and Bartibus are able to pick up in this time is you get some reports. You get you a few sort of conflicting things, and it's a little odd. Um, some locals don't never didn't see a dwarf, but they did see a human wearing an ill-fitting military garb that looked like it was maybe tailored for a dwarf. And then that's that's sort of a, like that that stands out. Stolen valor. You did call it. I called it. You did call it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let's uh. Here's here's a fun one for you. you should oh, I like it. That. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. When, when uh, Waylon Utani patch over there. Hashtag we could have finished. <laughs> when I so, was uh, inspecting the the shot glass, mm-hmm. I noticed his face revealed to me was a bit mutty. If that makes sense, uh, is that racist or no? Mud, muddy, muddy, oh muddy, M-U-D-D-Y. oh muddy. Oh, I mean, he's walking like a rain. dog. I was yeah. like, all right, yeah, it's a bit muddy. Yeah, it's, um, muddy. But do you think we're dealing with a? I mean, I guess I'm gonna do a check real quick. Make sure. Mm-hmm. Would my character know what a doppelganger is? No. Well, you may have heard stories of face changers, have, but yeah. okay. eh, folk to- folk tales. Okay. Maybe some sort of illusion. Yeah, there's Possibly. a lot of options. I mean, fucking shape change magic is not yeah, difficult. Not, yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of role, what kind of check would that be? If for I which one? To piece together the information I got from my vision, my psychometric resonance, and seeing the footprints change. What's your occult bonus? Oh, Plus five. So let's, uh, for Whoa. no reason at all, let me roll something. It's not coming up. You don't know if... So what I'll say is... You, Matt, think maybe doppelganger. And so your character pursues that thought process in their head, and you're like, eh, inconclusive. It could be, but there's nothing about this that says definitely that so much more than any other of, like, change shape, minor illusion, transfer, uh, like, you know, transmification Mogrification. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. Thank you. I had half of Transmog. the letters. Should we try to finish the large tracks? So- or do if they you, disappear? No, no, they keep going. Oh, right. If you follow them for another 10 minutes, so a total of 20 minutes. Right. So you're now looking at... I think we should prepare to be for a fight, if that makes sense. Mm. Are you not? Oh, well, I'm following these tracks. Oh. I'm going to keep, keep track of the time here a little bit, because it's now at 11.10. You arrive at a small hut, a small cottage on the edge of town. What do you all do? You see it, there's a little bit of smoke coming out of a small chimney, small light in the window, but you can't see much else there. Can you see in the window? There are pretty shitty distorted glass windows. It's a nice enough hut, but like, you know, good glass is expensive. Right, right. Didn't we think like Timic was at a safe house? Yeah, some sort of safe house. Potentially. Okay. Well, what's the plan? Will this knock on the door? I agree. I will hide myself. <laughs> I will rest from that vantage. I'll let you do the talk and I'll stand behind you. And he I'll points just, at, uh, woman. Mm-hmm. I'll just wait in the back over here. Check yeah. out these apples of this apple cart. Sure. Apples. I've got, I've got apples. <laughs> Green <laughs> ones, uh, red one, ones, apples. This one seemed a bit mealy. Well, you can certainly have it for a meal. <laughs> yeah, I walk up to the door and knock on the... Nothing. Open Give it. the shrug to everybody out. Open I Want to go in? Check the uh, check the door. Like um, I'm gonna look at the door. Okay, it's a secret. First. It's a secret. Check. Plus nine. Yeah. Or looks, seven. Looks like a door. Looks Rob. like a door. Can I check it for traps? Yeah. I mean, what's your bonus? Uh, perception six. Yeah. You don't see any traps. <laughs> all right. <laughs> How she y'all will, doing? Uh, she will sort of reach down at her sides, and all of a sudden, on her hands are two katars. Ooh. So basically blades just coming mm-hmm. right off the hand that you should have seen, but they are just all of a sudden there. And she's like, I, I th- again think we should prepare for something. My favorite magic item in the game, I think. Yeah. It's a uh, ring of discretion. Ring of discretion. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it pays off. So who opens this door? Oh, I'm, I'm on Speaking there. Pay, I reach in my jacket in. and I pull out 
the flintlock pistol and cock oh, it. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. It's, it's raining outside. I'm just going to point that out there. <laughs> it's a magical world. Yeah, it's a magical world <laughs> where rain doesn't matter. Well, there I are guess guns in Galarian. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. It's not the weather. It's the sun. <laughs> Come on after you. You're not going to get me. Okay, so she, she opens the door. Yep, open the door and like stick the lantern inside. Oh, lantern and pistol. Mm-hmm. So you open it, you can see coals smoldering in a fireplace, casting a small amount of illumination over this relatively cozy wooden cottage. You see the main room is set up for company, two and a half empty mugs of ale on a small table, a waxy aroma reminiscent of burning vinegar, which is a bit odd, fills the cottage. But probably the most distinctive thing is that that smell is emanating from the corpse of a dwarf sprawled near the hearth. And I start waving the pistol, like, come come in, and I go in immediately to check the dwarf. So you get in closer, and mm-hmm. you can see that right next to him, a crumpled up military uniform lies on the floor near him and a cabinet in the corner of the room. Does this dwarf look like the dwarf that we saw at the bar? You roll, roll the body over almost exactly. Mm-hmm. But we, but I definitely remember him talking about the shapeshifter, so it's probably not the same person. At least that's what I I'm kind of gathering. You, uh, do, you have any, do you have any medicine? I do. What's, uh, let's, let's, let's say a recall knowledge. What's your, what's your bonus? Um, with uh, the lantern, B plus six. You can see that this, I guess this brander, if you want to call him that, has been dead for at least a day. Oh, no. Mm. Well, that checks out. And I, like, stand up and, like, um... Oh, can I tell how, he, like, any way how he died? Ooh. Is it the bullet hole in his face? <laughs> no. His face is missing. Yeah. There's, I, I could help with that, too. There's no bullet hole in his chest, but if someone wants to give me a... Um, what I'll say at this point is you kind of have a theme, so I'm looking for a medicine check or a alchemy-related craft or lore. Could do craft. Can I aid with a medicine? Yeah, you know, let's go ahead and do these open just for the sake of simplicity. I mean, a lot of, at some point, look, I, I might make some secret if failing is going to be really cool, but I trust all of you to play failing. Well. Is there anything that he may have been holding or <laughs> that's emotionally, atta- that he's emotionally attached to? Maybe room? that uniform? Okay, I'll go and lay my hand on the, um, mm-hmm. the uniform. I mean, I can make a roll. This is weird because it doesn't have like a roll unless it's. Mm-hmm. very negative emotional damage and then I take psychic damage. That's fine. You don't need to. So you, you tell me that you're doing that. You're basically, yeah. what you're spending isn't a roll, it's time. Yeah. And since that matters here, I, that's uh, super relevant. I crit failed a an aid. Okay. So it's a minus one. 27. With a minus one? 26. <laughs> so you're looking at this. Yeah. You know what? I didn't Level even have two. to use the terrible math trap. <laughs> yeah. Level two is easy math. <laughs> So so, you got to start adding those double numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so looking through this, you're able to to start kind of piecing this together. Some of this poison, the smell is very similar to that of Bosk's body, but obviously there isn't the like giant foam that's grown out of the uh, the mouth and nose. It's it's unique for sure. Um, it has those same bits. It's an odd. It's an odd smell. It's an odd poison, but you get the same kind of stuff you picked up on before. Hmm. You think he's good. poisoned by the same thing Bosk was? Why is someone killing Bosk and his associates? I wonder if it has to do with trying to hide that dwarf, that gnome. What well, wasn't there something about a serial killer in town or something? Mm. I was told to watch a movie mm. about a serial killer. Believed God was telling them what to do. Yes. So, Matt, Alistair is is kind of trying to get something off of this this uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else? What are you doing so in the house? Cool. It's, it's 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 like a one and a half room cottage. There's yeah, like I'm a just main gonna room and like a small bedroom off to the side. Take if take ten is a thing. I know it's not, but um, I'm just going to ten go minutes of exploration. Yeah, ten minutes exploration for perception. Mm-hmm. Is this new? Uh, so there's not an explicit rule, but this is from like, and I think you probably don't know, or you may have noticed this. I I love, and I have done my best to read as many of the blogs that Paizo publishes mm-hmm. to understand design philosophy. But if you notice in the way that adventures are written, there are plenty of things now that just say if the party searches for X amount of time or more, they find it. So my interpretation mm-hmm. is a gym that I like. Isn't that there's a take 10. There's just like, hey, if they spend at least 10 minutes searching, they find this. Yeah. 
they can also roll to find more. And so I don't think that take 10 is quite the thing it used to be, but I love the idea that like- Take 10 minutes. Almost because we've mentioned a lot of Delta Green that like you shouldn't have to roll on some things. If you spend the time to do it and you're at least competent, you find it it, it will be done given time. If it's like a life or death quick moment, will they, will they, won't they, then maybe there's a roll. And so sure if there are some items that are hidden behind rolls, but there are also some clues that are just like, if they take the, if they think to look, they're going to find it because they used some amount of their heads. Cool. So where, where are you checking? Like I said, there's like a main room and like a bed, like a sort of a half room bedroom. Go, go in the, uh, you know, go in the bedroom, check the closet under the bed. Okay. So you start rifling stuff. through Just the closet. Just rifling closet, bed, dresser. Letitia and Bartibus. So Bartibus, you, you, you are checking out the, the body. You were looking into that science. Mm-hmm. You're finding a lot of that same smell, the same poison. And then, uh, Alistair, you're, you're taking a reading on the uniform, but I'm, I guess I'm just checking the uniform out. Yeah, you said it's kind of like bundled on the floor. Kind of crumpled up, like it was which, discarded. Yeah, which, you know, you wouldn't really do if it's like, it's what kind of military, you know, I mean, he, you said it was like a dress uniform. Was it like It was more a nicer like, one. It was a little more of a wear. Like they, they don't, they would have had two different types in this era. There's basically yeah. uniforms and otherwise, but it is like an infantry, like someone who's been in a high, but, medium to high rank. But something you take care of. And this guy seems to be somebody who takes pride in his service. We did notice like it's an older uniform, but it is well cared for. Okay. Yeah, so yes. being crumpled on the ground is a little odd. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd just be reading it, trying to get a read okay. on it, whether it's you know why it's crumpled on the floor. You know, he it's it sure. says it imprints emotions of the you know the owners. So whether it's imprinted from the moment he last used it, or you know just in general, that's up to you. so cool. Can we tell what kind <laughs> of military it. it is? Like we knew that boss oh, was a that's dagger right. mark. Yeah. This guy is. This guy is. This, it, this is, is a dagger, dagger mark. mark okay. Infantry's uniform. Oh, he shouldn't be dead. That's right. He shouldn't be dead. He should not have been poisoned. It's against the rules. <laughs> it's against what the little rules. rules there are. Letitia, um, what are you doing? Knowing that that's the case, that like this guy should not have been assassinated. Well, uh, at least by a guild-sanctioned hit. Sure. Um, I think she's like sort of on alert. She's like, "Fuck, Ooh. we should be watching our backs." Then, and so she's just kind of like maybe in a hiding in a shadow, just trying to like scout a little bit in case something were to try and ambush us. Okay. We need to check those tracks and see if they lead away. All right. So a couple of things here. Ryan Holman, as she's looking through the bedroom, she finds a desk and as she rifles through it, she does find notes on a, uh, a safe house. It's, it's sort of encoded language, but you're able to piece together the address for some sort of like, it's a military safe house. It's like an actual staffed, sanctioned military storage sort of like safe house. And you do find uh, an address or directions on how to find it. Cool. Matt. Alistair gets a couple of things. You see the same human, the dwarf face, and you can almost like feel it changing, seeing that face to something else. It's more of a human face. Now you don't understand what the medium state is. You don't understand this change, but you see it. A lot of the same emotions are coming through, but the frustration is still there. You still get the, like, little bit of fear, a little bit of excitement. But that anger and frustration are sort of becoming pride or, like, a little bit of confidence, a little bit of, like, yes, got that, did that. Okay, thanks. Now, I also want to say that a couple things stand out to you about this uniform. I imagine, like, you may lay your hand on it, but maybe you're also, like, searching it. You've done this before, I'd like to presume. And you find a couple of things out. One, um, there's a note in the pocket of the uniform. And the other is some part of the uniform's uh, sleeve has been modified. Okay, first question. Sure. What does the note say? You, you pull the note out and it's just a small note with handwriting on it and has five names listed. It just says... Sergeant Brander Clovish, Captain Isteville Bosk. It even says Oathbreaker Isteville Bosk. Ra- um, Ramila, which is, I think, a name you've heard, seen before in documents. Yeah. Timic and Pemic. A s- suspect list? Who knows? A kill list. Um, mm. Okay, so. And then the sleeve's been modified. How's the sleeve been modified? Um, to like contain see. something, like a hidden, like a hidden pocket kind of thing, or almost. So you you look in it, and you can see where it's been modified, so that the uniform like covers up something in like a and around the arms of each of it. 
sort of like pockets to put something inside of. And there certain enough is something modified in that part of the uniform. Is it like modified in the case where it's something's been sewn over it or is the, the almost garment... In, it's, it's almost something's been sewn into it in is a there way. Any, can I feel anything within that area? Yeah, there, you're feeling like metal armbands almost sewn into the like biceps of this uniform. Um, okay, so... Um, those pockets you're not allowed to use in mm-hmm. your uniform. <laughs> They're probably just pens. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> can I take my dagger out and cut open the sleeve? Yeah, give me like a, a thievery or something to like sort of get them out delicately. I mean, you can also just rip them out if you don't want to, but if you want to do it with some sort of grace, give me a craft or a thievery or something like that. What do you got? It's a really good roll. It's a, it's a nine. Oh, uh, so you're not, you're not graceful. The, the uniform's a little messed up after this, but you pull out these, these set of armbands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm what gonna... you got there, Alistair? Um, well, first... Uh, there seems to be a list here of names, um, two of which are already dead. Mm. We have um, Brander, who I assume is this lovely dwarf here. Oh. Uh, that's all dead. And then uh, instantly enough, uh, Captain Boschk is listed as an Oathbreaker. Um, I couldn't make it through the book. I knew it. But then there <laughs> is there are, there are three other names. Uh, Ramula, Timic, who I presume we're trying to find at this point, and Pemek, who, if you remember, is the apothecary that we saw in the files uh, with some connection mm-hmm. to the Poisoner's Guild. Um, and then I found these interesting armbands sewn into the uniform. Anybody uh, able to... Are they magic? Well, I don't know. I can't detect magic. Well, let me detect magic. <laughs> <laughs> so, unless you have read... Do you have read aura? I think he does. Do you have read aura? Um, I do not have read aura. I have... So what I'll say is, for the sake of simplicity and speed, detect magic, remember, is a binary. Mm-hmm. Is there magic within X range? Be read aura as lets you to see if a thing is magical or not. Yeah, it's not to like fifth and seventh level that detect magic gets specific. Yeah. However, in in wake of all of that, one of the things that you can still do is... Um, Eliminate ones you know, right? Yes, but you can also just flat out, if you suspect something might be, you can try to do a check, like a recall knowledge check, yep. basically, on the item. Well, that's what I'll do. I'll pick them with up. With any of the magical tradition skills of nature, religion, I'll try arcane. Ar- arcana. Yeah. Go ahead yeah. and roll it for me. I'm not worried as much about the secret checks. There's so many skill checks in this adventure. I'm trusting all of you that if you get a critical fail and I give you bad information, play it as though it's real. Natural 20. So you're mm. able to check yeah. them out home pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just give you a little bit of a reveal. So in updating some stuff from first edition to second edition, there weren't parallels for some of these items. So I found some things that I liked and I've modified them a little bit. So what I'm going to say is you actually find, you're not hundred percent sure what these are. And so this is an item that's a little more powerful, but it it has lesser versions available now. So all you know is that if you wear these, they're something like armbands of athleticism, mm. but they're a little more reduced. And so what these what these do is because this is a kind of a lesser version. While you're wearing these, you'll get a bonus, to, a plus one to athletics checks. And whenever you use a climb or swim check and succeed, add a plus five foot item bonus to the distance you move. Oh, ah, nice. Those are those are cool. Those are cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, full armbands of athleticism is a plus two and some other stuff, but those are a level nine items. So I wanted to kind of tamp these down a little bit, but there's okay. something more and you feel like, well, you've learned some, actually, you guys, you said, you said natural 20? Natural 20. And I got a natural 18. So I'm going to say only in the natural 20, because that's a crit mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. So there's not just something more to these, like there's more power that might be unlocked in time. You also feel something reach out to you and almost in the same way you received that message earlier, you feel something tickle at the back of your head when you're touching these. Is it curse or haunt related? No, uh, unless you have a thing that tells you, you I have no idea. Oh. Sorry. Hmm. Can I roll a check? No. Not sure. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I'm going to roll esoteric lore. Yeah. And esoteric lore is specifically oh, right. I towards your uh, class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to haunts or curses. Yep. Hmm. We rolled arcana or occultism. That would be a 13 it total. Didn't matter in this case. Okay. Was it arcana or occultism? Arcana. Oh, earlier. Let me. I would have rolled. They're the same. Sure. Um, yeah. So no, you 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 don't think it's that, but there is that so that part of you that can understand the power or like the the channel the way you can channel through it. Like there's there's something much bigger behind whatever this is offering. There's a trickle of something hmm. coming through with something much greater behind it. 
I'll also just give you the GM note that like that is a bit beyond the scope of this adventure. For sure. If these characters survive, this is something nice. else for down the road. And there's two of them. Yeah, there's a, a, a set. Okay. Yeah, so you pop those suckers on. So it looked like this dwarf had had it. So it looked like whenever he wore his uniform, those were sort of like sewn in to help him. My arms are too big to put these on. Who wants them? Are they not auto resizers? <laughs> I've I've already decided. I only that rolled an eighteen. I wouldn't need underwater marauders, so I'm not going to use them either. I mean, uh, I have a zero in athletics, so find his keepers. <laughs> you have a plus one. Means. That being said, yeah. So whoever wants yeah. to take him, or we could uh, we could do a roll off. Roll off. Yeah, yeah like the roll off drama. Oh, I, I feel like especially can with I these roll to kind of aid the rogue. <laughs> no, but you, you, can, do you, you, you can do whatever you win with you. Whatever you uh, want with your uh, win. We can roll it off. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, let's roll off. Let's do right. roll off. High roll wins. D twenty. Just chuck it down on the table. Barnabas is flexing like. God, I forgot. Trent has yeah. a giant heavy yeah. die. I got a seventeen. Can't even see what that is from here. Fourteen. And what did Trent get? Fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. So it sounds like seventeen wins it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so this doesn't exist in the the game, right? So I'm just gonna add a plus one. Yeah. Just remember a plus one to my athletics. They are. They right now they kind of count as armbands of athleticism, but they're not as good. So just take some notes down. We'll handle that later. All right. So I'm gonna say you've all spent ten minutes. It is eleven twenty. These look kind of nice, don't they? Yeah, they do. Very shiny. Very shiny. So it's eleven twenty, and. That list, the order of that list was Sergeant Brander Clovish, Oathbreaker, Istaville Bosk, Ramila, Timic, Pemic. Can I do like a society check yeah. on Oathbreaker? I'll aid him if that's possible. Sure. Like, do, do I know what I know, what that sort 100%. of refers uh, yeah, to? Well, you can make a check and I can tell you. 24 yeah. for okay. the aid. Sure. Oh, so Ooh. you're aiding? Yeah. Um, I feel like you're going to keep rolling really high and Trent's so just going to trash it. Plus one, right? Yep. Oh, no, uh, yeah, 24 because that's 25. So 22. Remember those River Freedoms? The second River Freedom is Oathbreakers die. Oh, damn. I told you he was a piece of shit. He was my friend. Well, my captain's in prison with his help. Well, it's true. He is my captain, too. How do I know that your captain wasn't a piece of shit? We're pirates. We're all pieces of shit. Well, point made. You're in dagger, Mark. We're all <laughs> shitty. I know. Including your friend. I know quite a thing about dagger, Mark, yes. Ooh. So what's next? Where's next? I have this address to safe house that I found in the bedroom. <sighs> do we try and find this Timic or Pemic? There's Timic, and there's Pimic, right. and there's Ramula that are still on that list. Uh, remind me what Ramula was. Ramula. The serial killer. Ramula. Ramula, uh, uh, that was like, you found that when you were looking on the desk. Kamara you found a bunch of, bunch of Timic's notes and investigations into the sewer, and you found two things. You found that uh, a lot of this was near a distillery um, that seemed to be, it was kind of mentioned a lot and it seemed to be some of the maps note that maybe there was distillery as a way into some place or like a, maybe there's some sewer access there. Yeah. Um, that is called, that's called the Dripping Well, the Dripping Wall Distillery. You also found in Timmick's field notes, a mention of some suspicious folks lurking near the distillery and a request from Timic to Bosk to provide extra security for the distillery's proprietor, Ramila. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, okay. So I guess the question is, is whoever is doing this seems to be ahead of us one step mm -hmm. of the way. Do we go, these, do these, we skip Romula and go straight to Timic and then hope to catch the killer as they come in? Do we have Timic's address? We have an address. A safe house. In the safe house address, was this, did these notes look like they were rifled through or were they hidden somewhere? You when I found tell. them, you can't tell. They were just lying it, on the it, desk. It was, it was a single note oh, okay. on the desk, and so like you yeah, can't tell. Yeah, well, we should probably move. Because I want to. Can I roll geography lore to see if I know where that address is? Yeah, one hundred percent geography lore. I can give you. Because I've got some relative shit for you. Twenty-two. Okay, so you are at what you presume to be Brander's cottage. You're about a ten-minute walk without tracking speed away from the uh, the mug and the rat. About 30 minutes away from you is the safe house location, and it's the exact opposite direction 
from the Dripping Wall Distillery, which is about 10 minutes away from you. Mm. Obviously split the party. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yes, that's what we should do. There's Obviously. three names. You go one, you go one, you go on all this wait here until you guys get back. Just to hold this shit down. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> like you said, some of this beer was still left, right? Some of the what? So you said there's like two and a half mugs of it yeah, finished. There's, yeah, there's the table set for guests. I probably yeah. wouldn't drink those. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Given the state of the dwarf. Fine. <laughs> My beer is fresh. It's still got a little bit of water in it from the sleep, but... I prefer I to think that it. it's chilled. It's chilled now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Perhaps we... we should get the, the gnome out of the safe house first. Somebody might be coming after him. It's probably a good idea. I concur. And it's farther away, right? At least 30 minutes. At least 30 minutes. Are they both 30 minutes in opposite directions? Yeah, opposite directions. From the safe house to the distillery would be 40 minutes. Okay, yes. Let's double time. So you could go to the safe house first. You could go to the distillery first. And all these movement speeds are at normal speed. If you're Remember, if you're tracking, it's like twice as long. But... Yeah, I think we should go see if we can find this Timic. I do have business with him. Now. All right. Mm, let's go. All right, so you head off into the city following the uh, the address and the directions of your geography lore local here. I would never have thought geography lore, but that's a super cool fucking skill. Especially given that like you're a local, so it would make sense. Mm-hmm. And right, if so I live, I might be traveling across the River Kingdoms. That'd be cool. Yeah. So you head back out into the sleet, leaving the comfortable little cottage. And you work your way to this, uh, to this, hopefully, safe house. Dagger's back on my hip. Okay. So, as you work your way to the edge of the town, now on the north side of town, the address leads you to, uh, like a cabin. Sturdy wooden walls, thick glass, and it's two small windows. There's a, a covered porch that looks out over the banks of the Dagger River to the west. Although, it's, of course, hard to see the river from here at the steady, just... Sheets of sleet pouring down. I, I say cabin, but like keep in mind, this is like this is the biggest city in the uh, the River Kingdoms. It's just about five thousand people. So like cabin isn't out in the woods necessarily, but it is sort of like inside of town, just made out of materials, sort of like that. Hmm. So you see that? That's where you're at. What do you do? Should we check this door for traps again? Yes, of course. I hold a lantern up. You want to take a look? May as well. Oh, that's a secret check. Yeah. Uh, plus six to perception. Plus eight for me, just in case I can aid him. Um, okay. Plus seven with the... Yeah, plus seven with the Hell light. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, looking around, uh, you, you don't see any traps. Which part of the building are you checking? Are you doing, searching the whole building? How far are we oh, from Oh, so it? you said this was another cottage, or how big was this? This is a, like a, a small cabin. A small cabin. Inside yeah, let's of the do city. it once around. I'm just checking the door. Yeah. Okay, I'm also joking now. It's about 11.50 that you're here. It's about half hour of travel time. I don't like that you're taking the time down. Mm-mm. Yeah. Isn't I that a fun enjoy little it. ticking it's, clock? Yeah. It makes me think of Plague Stone when we had to outrun yep. that, chase that oh. thing down. I lost Plague Stone when we played. Did you? Yeah, we lost. We saved it like on the last round. No, we weren't even close. (laughs) Yeah, we got there and everybody was dead. Except us. Spoilers. That way, you know. All right. So there's a safe house, thick wooden walls. The windows are all sealed shut. There are only windows on the west side of the house looking out onto the porch, and they're they're pretty small. Like, even a medium-sized person would have to do so all sort of Can we see through them? Are they similarly crappy glass? These are even covered, sealed up and covered, so you can't see through them. So, taking those... Yeah, come back to the door. It's good safe Taking those Qatars back out. Mm -hmm. I'm chilling and hiding behind. Mm -hmm. I pull an an axe out in one hand. Okay. Same thing. Who wants to open the door? Open the door. You're just opening the door? Yep. It's locked. Okay, so I don't open the door. Do you need my skills again? I don't know what to do next. I can try to open it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Thievery. Yeah, thievery. I think we're all probably similarly skilled. So you try to open the door. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Someone's going to try to pick this lock. Yep. I just realized I didn't add uh, thieves tools. (laughs) Well, maybe you can borrow some. I got a 23 on thievery to unlock it. Okay, so you start working on it. And right when you're halfway into picking the lock, you just hear... Hello? Who's, who goes there? I guess we didn't knock. <laughs> Are you Timic? I'm not sure who you're talking about. The phrase. We have a phrase or something. Thunder. 
Lightning. <laughs> you just Apple said we say back. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're the, we start saying code words back and forth to each other. We're the guardians of the toad. I mean the road. The open road. Guardians of the open uh, road. Yes. Oh, um. <laughs> please, it's really shitty out here. Can you please let us in? Well, you're under a porch, but fine. I guess you... Oh, the door opens a little bit. You just see a small gnome looking up at you from the bottom of the door. Who sent you? Timic, uh, I, Timic I presume. Hmm. Who sent you? Bashkin, Brander are dead. Oh, shit. We're here to help. <sighs> you better come in, then. He opens the door. Oh, okay. I'm glad you've made it here. You said they're dead. Poisoned. And I move into, I like move right past him and start looking around just to make okay. sure he's by himself. They're, they were poisoned. Poisoned? Oh, no. I believe uh, someone shapeshifted or something into a dwarf and poisoned no. uh, fucking, what's his name, Boss? Oh, God, no. Do you know, did Boss get the request in for the extra security at the distillery for Ramila? Uh, there were notes about it in his office. But, oh, no. Should we go save her next? I guess you'll have to find out when you tune in next week. Oh, 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 Son of a bitch. Timmy, you're dead. <laughs> the Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.